814 podcast. It is Monday, May 2nd, and the Toronto Blue Jays are a wagon still, and they're just showing no signs of stopping. I'm joined by just Avery. Uh, JR is God knows where. I think he's in the Dominican, just big leaguing us seven episodes in, but that's fine. He could do that if he wants to. Avery, how you doing, man? Good. Jared deserves a vacation. If anyone deserves it, it is Jeremy Roach. So yeah, I mean, happy for him. I mean, me and you cut the clips. We edit. We do. <laughs> and he, he, he just he's here for the personality. That's that's what he's here for. But tip your cap to him. But before we get into this stuff, and also I forgot to mention, um, this is my birthday week. It is my birthday on Wednesday. Oh, so everyone in the chat, I, if you're listening to this episode, or you have any integrity, just put in the episode description. If you're listening to this right now, Put happy birthday, Johnny, just in the, just in the, the graphic. If there's no comments, that's fine, but just do it if you have any integrity. But um, before we go into that, I got to bring this up. Can we stop with the Yankees? Like, can the Yankees fans just shut the fuck up? Like, the, the, like they're talking like they're the best team in baseball. Like, what's going on with that? They haven't been that bad, have they? Are you talking about the TikTok comments? No, it's that. And, like, it's the TikTok comments, and I love resp- – you know I love getting in the mud. I respond oh, yeah. to every single one. <laughs> Um, but it's just like, they're beating like shitty teams. Like, like this week they could shut me up. If they, if they take three or four from the Jays this week, um, they'll really shut me up, but they're not going to be getting, I mean, they're not going to be getting a lot of the Jays good guys though. Right. They got stripling tomorrow. Kikuchi. Like, it's like, I don't know. We have Manoa in there though, for one, right? Yeah. Manoa. I think Manoa goes game three or game two. So we only play them a three game set. I think he's game two and they don't have. The starters up on the score yet for the third okay. game, but we also miss out on Garrett Cole, right? So yeah, that's a blessing. would be hilarious to see him blow up on the mound. Sorry, Tyler. Um, would be hilarious to see him just absolutely suck against the Jays. Oh, and that's what I was going to bring up. So the the Heineman interview. Obviously, you got to listen to it after the episode. Just a couple takeaways you have from uh, T Heineman. He seems like an awesome dude. Yeah, the El Mago question, I was listening in my car. I legit laughed out loud at that. <laughs> I'm saying just I wish he dove into Trevor Bauer and uh, Garrett Cole hating each other more because I really wanted to hear that. And maybe just maybe want to touch on more about like his career, how like just grinding to get there, how much like how because he said he wasn't worthy. Right. He felt sometimes not worthy looking back on it. He was deserving of a shot, man. He fuck, he got a balled out this weekend and the opportunity he got too. Yeah, I don't took, think he looks yeah. out of place at all. He took advantage of it. And that's like what I tried to reiterate it w- with him was like, dude, you are obviously worthy. I mean, there's like you're playing like they could call up any other catchers. I mean, they called you up and they signed you for a reason. So it is crazy that even big leaguers kind of have a like they'll they'll look behind, like they'll look back and be like, I'm not worthy to be on this team. It's crazy. Like that was like a crazy answer that he gave. Yeah. No, but I was happy for him for sure. And then you know, you don't think he's probably going to be up here for long, right? When he knows Jano comes. Yeah, he knows that. I think he said that to me. He said that like he's like, um, I forgot what he said, but he's like, listen, I'm not I'm not an idiot. Like, I know when Jano's back. I don't know if he said that in the interview. He's like, I don't know if I'll be up here. But that's just like, he's just a realist, right? You got to take yeah. a cap to that. So he is one of the good guys, man. So And he actually did ball out. You're right. I think he got went two for four, I think. He almost like went that. deep, too, off the top of the wall the day of. I thought it was going to be his first career homer, but it was his second. I also... He's also pitched an inning in Major League Baseball. I really? wanted to, I wanted to ask him about that. I forgot to tell you that, but I just kind of looking through some of his stuff, and I know he pitched an inning, a scoreless inning. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, it's just, he's such a good dude, man. And obviously, I don't think I'm not quite sure Collins is going to come on the podcast. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll still we're going to get him at, we'll, at, at some, some point, point. We'll get him, but as of right now, I don't think he's going to be coming on. But um, 
It is. It is like, I mean, Heineman, the, the gate 14 bump was real on Friday. I mean, he was raking. He was hitting balls really hard. Like you got to tip He was doing well. Yeah. And then they, they took him out for Kirk in the seventh. And it was like, ah, uh, I guess you kind of know, maybe Montoya thought he was playing out of his mind. So it's like, let's go to our better. Yeah, guy, but... Old, old faithful. I, I respect that. It's just like these lineups this weekend were crazy. Like some of the lineups were absurd. I, I don't know Montoya just like throws shit against the wall and he just trusts the pitching, which is clearly what happened. I mean, Saturday and Sunday, those, the sa- I will say this, the best lineup that the Jays had this weekend was the one that they lost, right? The, the Friday, Friday game. Yeah. That was yeah. the best lineup they had. Cause that's usually the first thing we say to each other in a day. If it's not like, Hey, post a TikTok, it's uh, this lineup is really, really bad. And I think Friday we said this lineup's good. And then Saturday, this lineup's uh, okay. Any lineup that has Bradley Zimmer in it, I'm not going to say is perfect anymore. Exactly. True. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, and I, I was in the Instagram live Friday. We didn't get in, obviously. I don't know what happened there, but big league dust, eh? Big league dust. But there was kids commenting in that Instagram live saying, Bo sucks. Like, what? Like, and I'm going to, I don't know what you or I can clip this. Bo Bichette, for the people that are saying Bo Bichette sucks, what the fuck are you talking about? Like he could, he has a bad, it's April. It's still April. I mean, we just got into May and he's right. He just hit a home run today to, to take the lead go, or yeah, to take the lead and they, they gave it back. But Boba Shet does not suck. He just goes through these weird struggles. And then he just rakes for like a month or two months at a time. It's crazy. But saying he sucks is just crazy. Like it's just outlandish. Still a young player too, right? You're going to have these ups and downs. We kind of compare him to Vladdy unfairly to a guy who isn't really a streaky hitter. He's maybe streakier when he hits the home runs, but Vlad is one of the most professional young hitters in baseball. And it's not fair to kind of compare him to George Springer, to Vlad Guerrero. And it's, it's tough to see him hit two and strike out as much as he is right now because you know how talented Bo Bichette is. But it's just like, what are we, 20 games in the season now? Like, yeah. let's... Let's relax. Let's the home the run. Bricks. He the home run he hit today was absolutely ridiculous. How he got enough power to hit that out of the ballpark. It was vintage boat. It's a wild swing on a pitch out of the zone that he has enough juice to go the other way for. It's incredibly impressive. It's why you stick with him in the two slot, right? And when you know Bo is buzzing and you know Bo's doing well, that's when he's hitting balls the other way like that. Like that's when you know he's starting to fix his groove. I mean, he hit a couple of balls hard today, then he hits the home run. So. Let's pump the brakes on the Boba slander. Like there's people saying, take him out of the two hole, do all this stuff. Just don't, don't touch the lineup. Don't touch the top four or five guys. Like just <laughs> don't, don't let touch Charlie it. Montoyo fuck it up anymore. Yeah, just don't touch the, four we had Rival Tapia hitting in the four hole today. Like, where do you want Bo to go? Yeah. It's or like, not today, but this weekend. Yeah. Where are you going to put Bo in the seven hole? Like, I, I just don't understand that, that. And then one guy you mentioned, which we have to talk about, cause I mean, we talked about our episode is George Springer. <laughs> I mean, George Springer is the backbone of this team. And we always say like Vladdy, Bo, and all that stuff on this podcast. I am now saying um, we're going to do anatomy. Bo Bish- or, uh, George Springer is the backbone of this baseball team. He makes a significant difference in the outfield, center field, right field. He's making these outlandish fucking plays and he's raking. He's hitting 300. George Springer healthy is maybe top three center fielders in all of baseball. Who do you compare them? Mike Trout obviously is one. Who would be two? I'm a Byron Buxton guy, too. That yeah. healthy is that talented. Yeah, like, right? the, like he's in that. But the fact that the Jays have a guy in that in that absurd lineup that is, like, comparable to, like, Byron Buxton when he's healthy or, or shit like that is, like, 
if it wasn't for George Springer, we like the Jays would have got swept, like lost at least two or three this weekend. I think so. And what what was the stat? They said the Jays are 20 games over 500 when he plays and they, they have a losing record when he's out. It's, Shows like we know there's finally a stat to back up what people can actually see with their eyes. And it's George Springer is a very good player. And he's always the vet, too. We talk about Jano kind of being a guy who speaks up a little bit in the locker room. I can't see George Springer not speaking up and being a vocal leader for this team, right? Yeah, and he he's like he keeps it loose in there. Obviously, he's kind of like the the gel guy, the glue guy. And when he's in that lineup, it's the Jays have a chance to win. I mean, he won that game side. It was two one. The Jays won. He hit both the home runs. No one did anything. Vladdy went zero for four. Montoya got tossed. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, but that. um, but it's like George Springer makes significant differences. That catch he made today literally saved the game. Like that, like that saved the game. There was runner on second, I believe, right or. Yep, second. Yeah, second. Kyle Tucker was on second, second, and the Jays are up. And and George Springer makes this low probability catch in the right in right field. And next thing you know, there's two outs, and Romano's a little bit more calm now. It's just George Springer. It, he's that guy. Like if he's in the outfield, I'm completely cool with it. And fuck it, if Bradley Zimmer's in sec- center, put but please God put George Springer in right. So he made that catch. They put him in right because they they said there's less running in center field, which is true. Probably like you don't have to run to to the gaps to get the ball. It's usually a center fielder's ball. And then he makes that diving catch where his head hits the wall at the end and he could just get hurt anywhere. I don't know why putting him in right field is such a difference than putting him in center every game. But it's, I'll, Charlie, I guess I'll listen to you and you can put him in right as much as you want, but don't take him out. Put him at DH all the time. Um, it was awesome to see that they save the game. I will say this. I am very, very happy that Pena will not be playing in Toronto for a very long time. I mean, that guy is, he's fucked. He, he just throws like 98 across the diamond. He's fast as fuck. He mashes and he's so good defensively. He made, I think he made an error this weekend though, but he's disgusting. I mean, this guy is going to be a problem. And now I understand why they were completely cool with leaving Carlos Correa in the dust, like go to the twins, whatever. I was, so obviously I do the fancy baseball thing for work and it was, my big thing was you should you need to draft Jeremy Pena because no one's going to draft him because there's a reason they didn't try and go get another shortstop. And that's right. And Kyle Tucker, you don't like Pena. I think Kyle Tucker could be the best player in baseball in the next two years. He's, oh my God, dude. It's just the Astros just keep producing and producing these guys. Like it's like, because I know Bregman was a homegrown talent in Houston, correct? And yep. I think Altuve, right? Or was Altuve somewhere else? He might have just been Houston. I know he went to some crazy camp and he yeah. out of the blue. So it's just all these homegrown guys. And then these these pitchers they throw have coming out of the pen, like 100 from the left side. Valdez is very good. It just, you can never stop the Houston Astros. Like, it's crazy. And to think that at one point, George Springer and George Springer, Correa, Altuve, Bregman, uh, Guriel, all these guys were in the same lineup is just fucked. Like, it is. It's crazy. It's only one uh, World Series to show for for them, right? Yeah, unfortunately. But I, I think obviously that one has like a kind of like a great cloud over it. But that lineup is just fuck, man. It's just, I mean, it's crazy. And I was talking to Musgrove the other day and he said he's like, man, George Springer is he's because Musgrove was with him when they won the World Series. And yeah. he's like, um, George Springer is something like he's he's like a game changer. And, and, and from a, a veteran guy like Joe Musgrove saying that, it goes to show you how fucking well-respected George Springer is in any lineup. It's uh, We're lucky to have him. I think you we look at the two shiny young toys. I mean, I guess Springer's new, so he's a new toy for, the, yeah. for our fans to watch. But 
hit Vladdy, it's Bo, and then we forget about the guy who kind of runs this thing. And then you have Teoscar Hernandez somehow being underrated as a guy who's going to hit 35 home runs and drive in 105 every year. And this lineup's just stacked. And then and Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman can strike out as much as he wants in the six hole if he's going to hit 700-foot home runs like he did he, this weekend. He, when he hits a home run, it is just something about his swing. I don't know if it's his stance, but it just hits different. Like the Matt Chapman home runs, the way they come off the bat and just the side of like the, the, the type of pimp job where it's like mellow is just so all day. I could – like Matt Chapman is a pleasure to watch. And the Jays – like obviously it's just like these – Chase fans that don't know that much, but they're just fucking idiots. Like he's such a game changer on the left side of the infield, especially when blows when Bo is kind of kick, kicking it around a little bit over there. Matt Chapman is like a guaranteed out every time that ball is to him. No what like no matter what. Yeah, and I think it personally think Bo has been pretty good defensively for the Jays. He made a sick play today. Yeah. Kind of going to his right. And Matt Chapman's gonna do that for all our infielders, right? Santiago Espinal, I mean. Are we done with Kevin Biggio? We're we done. can fire him into we're the sun, done, right? dude. And all those idiots that were coming at us on Insta on TikTok and Instagram saying that uh Biggio still deserves a chance. He has a higher ceiling. No, we've saw we've seen his ceiling. Espinal clearly has a higher ceiling now. I mean, <laughs> Espinal has been nothing but impressive in the infield. He's just such a difference maker at second. And then at the plate, he's just such a good guy to just kind of have at the bottom of that order, just get on. I mean. He got that clutch single today, which scored that go ahead. I think winning it was the, go, the winning run. Yeah. It's just it, let's just stop with the, the Calvin Biggio Santiago Espinal debate because it's it's done now. I think at, at this certain point, it's done. And Bob and uh Biggio getting injured, making uh Santiago Espinal in his head be an everyday second baseman, everyday player. That was the best thing that could have happened to Espinal because he's way more comfortable at the plate. He's obviously unbelievable in the infield. And the people that are talking about ceilings to have no fucking idea what they're talking about because Espinal clearly has a higher ceiling if he's doing this shit and he's competing every single left bat. So it's done. The Biggio debate against Espinal is done. Now it's Espinal's position to lose. The only debate I want to have for Kevin Biggio right now is him versus Bradley Zimmer for worst hitter on the team. I'm taking I'm taking Biggio over Zimmer. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, me too. I thought you were gonna say the other. No, way I'm around. taking Biggio over Zimmer. The, like the Zimmer stuff has to stop. And I, I, I think I, th- I don't, I don't think Zimmer has a like a, a ceiling. To be honest, like I haven't seen anything from him. I really no. He's. I'll look up some of his numbers. I don't even here. think he's that fast defensively, right? Like he makes okay. I mean, he made made a couple of okay plays, but in my opinion, those are plays that Biggio can make. And it hates me to say this, but I would rather have Biggio over over Zimmer in the lineup. That's just plain and simple. Okay, Bradley Zimmer's a career 220 hitter. Okay. Does See, like, thir- <laughs> does have 39 stolen bases. He does. And only seven, 782 ABs. Okay, so he's a 220 hitter. You know what you're going to get from him. And I, I guess I'm going to say the ceiling thing, but Biggio definitely has a higher ceiling than fucking Bradley Zimmer. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just too bad that. they play different total positions. Yeah, it's like, well, Zimmer's an outfielder and Biggio can play outfield. Like, Zimmer can play mm-hmm. right. So I guess you can kind of do that. But, it just gets me thinking here, dude. Like, and this is going to fire up the Jays fans thinking about this, but the Jays are doing this, and I think we've said this a couple times, without Tay Oscar. Like, could you imagine that lineup? Like, you got Springer, Bichette, Vlad, uh, Tay Oscar, Lourdes Gurriel, Matt Chapman, who else? Espinal, Kirk, Jano. That lineup is fucked. Like, yeah. that lineup is, from one to seven at least. And obviously, Jano did well before he got hurt is nightmare fuel. And then you got, you got Espinal hitting in the fucking seven, eight hole. 
And then you got Guriel or you got Chapman in the six, Guriel in the five. There's not any easy outs in that lineup. That Jays lineup fully healthy, which I'm praying happens soon. Holy fuck. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, they said uh, Tioscar was hitting, I think, last week, or I heard an update maybe Friday about him. And then Jano was catching Ryu's bullpen the other day. Ryu I don't know how. Stop. It's it's stripling. It's stripling. But, but Kikuchi was so bad, too, though. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So I don't know. We need Ryu to be better. If Ryu does, was better, would you be fine with Kikuchi going to the bull? Like, would Kikuchi have to go to the yeah. bullpen? Because yeah. Ross Stripling has cemented himself as, like, the number four starter right now, right? There's that no... Yeah, there's no reason that we need to take Ross Stripling out of a out of the rotation. Dude, and he just looks and listen, I don't know if he's well liked in the locker room. I had him on the efficient official podcast. He was a decent dude, I guess. Like he he liked me, but I, I could definitely tell there's some sort of aura. And you saw it last year with um when I think it was Joe Panic made an error and he looked at him, he's like, What the fuck are you doing? or said something like that, like kind of big leagued him, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like just little shit like that. I could see him being, I don't know if I'm hundred percent correct on this. But I could definitely see him. I don't know. We'll see. I but I'm Ross Stripling's the number four guy, plain and simple. No questions asked. Like there's nothing that I can say to disagree with that. No reason to either. And there's no reason to take him out. Like so, like right now, he's working every single day as a starter. He's getting in the he's getting in that groove of being a starter. Why throw him back into the, why throw him in the bullpen? Why ruin him like that? You know? And he's getting into that groove now. And I mean, he had seven fucking punchies against against the red Sox, right yeah so it's like ross stripling and listen this is like i'm comfortable with him going tomorrow against the the yankees i really am but romano shut down tomorrow there's no shot he pitches tomorrow right nope i hope not yeah i it's it's just and simber has been a fucking dog dude he was really good on what saturday he came in and got a couple huge outs yeah yeah it's been bullpen's been lights out i have Pretty pretty much no issues with how this team's going. We've pit we haven't really hit well. The game we hit the best was Friday. We lost. We lost. Yeah. So it, it's I we're gonna look back on the season as like say basketball is a game of runs, right? So we can look at this J season as a game of runs. Like, hey, first month we pitched so well, we didn't really hit well. There's gonna be a month where we don't pitch well and we hit crazy, right? So seeing this as just a really good pitching month, Kevin Gosman's gonna win the fucking Cy Young Award at this Dude. point. Dude. And obviously, right. we're recording this on Sunday when he, like, after he pitched. I just don't know. Like, he's the ace, right? I mean, obviously, they're just kind of having a little competition because Barrios, oh my God, he was good. He was very, very good on Saturday. Uh, he went Saturday. Yeah, he went Saturday. He yep. was very good on Saturday. Got a lot of, I mean, didn't get six punch. I think he got five punchies. Um, but he, man, he was really lights out on uh, Saturday. I love Barrios. And, and the, the fact that Jays are winning these low-scoring games is very weird and very rare for us to, as Jays fans to see. But my God, dude, Kevin Gossman. Like, it, 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 these hitters look like they're out in fucking Mars when they're hitting against this guy. Like, they don't know what the fuck is going on at the plate. And I think Pat Tabler said a, had a good point. He said, if you don't, if you go up to the, if you go up to the plate without a plan against uh, Kevin Gossman, you're fucked. Like he didn't say obviously you're fucked, but you're done. <laughs> like you have no idea because he throws four pitches, I believe, locates them very well. And it's if you have no plan, you're sitting on something, you're gonna get a splitter. Like it's just he's fucking crazy, dude. I, this is exceeding every expectation I've ever had of this guy. So he used to be so bad when he was on Baltimore, right? That his career change has been nothing short of incredible, to be honest. I think what he did was he just 
really focused on these breaking pitches, like or, like to kind of change. Because San Francisco is a place to go to rejuvenate careers, right? Like yeah. Alex Cobb already this year, Carlos Rodon, who was good last year until his shoulder blew out. He's done it again. Alex Wood was pretty good as well, but Gosman's just been incredible. And you think of it too, Pat Tyler saying without a plan, either you're going to look for a splitter or you need to like be ready to hit the only fastball you're going to see in that bat, right? And he ran it up to 98 today. <laughs> so just think about, yeah, you have to think he tunnels his pitch as well too, right? If that's why they're so off. If you go splitters low and fastballs high, you have no chance pretty much. Like they're just not going to be in the middle of the zone, right? And if you're going to take the first pitch fastball, Jerry Pena did it a couple of times today. First pitch fastball down the dick. That's the best pitch you're going to get a, of an at-bat against Kevin Gosman. And I think yeah. we're leaving. We talk about Brios. If Brios isn't going to be a big strikeout guy, I'm fine with him being the innings eater. I'm fine with Gosman and Manoa being the guys who are going to strike out the world, right? Sure, they'll go deep in games as well. But Brios has shown that no matter what stuff he has, he can kind of get himself through six pretty much every time. Jerry said it before he's a quality starts machine. Really I will. Is. I am fine if he is a five strikeout like guy every time he goes out there, but we just find a way to win. Yeah, I mean, and obviously we're going to talk about the counterpart, the guy that we lost in the Gossman signing. Robbie Ray has been a walk machine. I mean, his whip is 1.25, which I guess isn't really that bad. But if you compare it to Kevin Gossman, you put their two stats beside each other. Robbie Ray looks like a bum compared to Kevin Gossman. I mean, Kevin Gossman has like 224 ERA. He hasn't walked a guy. Robbie Ray has walked more guys in one inning than Kevin Gossman has in his last God knows how many innings. Kevin Gossman, he walked two today. Yeah, he, he who, who walked two today? Gossman today, didn't he? No, he didn't walk anyone. What are you talking no. about? No, the yeah. score. I was I was looking at the box score. Are you today. sure Kevin Gossman's walked two guys today? I was I looked for that exact reason. Okay. Nope. No walks. No walks. I'm telling you, yeah, dude. He hasn't walked a guy. Like he hasn't fucking walked a guy. He's a freak. Yeah. I can't believe. I honestly, dude. I seriously, I can't fucking believe this guy. He is exceeding every single expectation. Every single time I'll tune into a game, I will. If it's a Gossman day, I will not leave my fucking couch to watch this guy. Him and Manoa, and Brios too is mixing himself in there. Obviously, he's not a strikeout guy, I guess anymore, but. Fuck, dude, these games go by so quick with these guys on the mound. I mean, Gossman is – if he keeps this shit up, it's legitimate. Like, we're trolling saying the Cy Young. He might win the Cy Young if he keeps this shit up, obviously. And as a Jays fan, for someone who's pitching that well, we need to show up for Gossman's starts. Like, yeah. There's a reason he signed here, right? And I, th- I have no problem point. with how, how the crowds have been, but I need to get myself to a Kevin Gossman start in the Rogers Center to – and the baby, I think so they went back to back or Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday, baby blues this weekend. I mean, sure. I, I don't know who, if the starting pitcher decides that, but in my mind, I think Gossman was like, we're going fucking baby blues on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. He saw that shit and he's like, all right, I, I want the baby blues. He needed the baby blues. I don't think we've worn the white on white Jersey the whole year. Have we? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think the Jays have worn that, which is completely fine with me to be honest, because because we're the blue Jays. We're not the white Jays, right? Yeah, so. true. I respect the fuck out of it, to be honest. Like the, the baby blue jerseys, I don't know if in my mind, I'm just like a fucking idiot, but the baby blue jerseys, when they are wearing those jerseys, in my mind, I think there's more fans at the game. Is that just, is that just me? Oh. I could be wrong. It could be the same thing. I thought you were to say they win a million games. No. And I was going to look them up by record in their jerseys from last year. Can you year. do that? You can do it somewhere. I forget where it is, but I know you can do that. That is 
crazy that you could fucking do that. I'm gonna, that is, I will find the numbers. Dude, yeah. It's just, I mean, oh, fuck, dude. I love the baby blue jerseys. I want them to play in it. I want them to make that. I, see, the thing is, do you would you be comfortable with the Jays making that their home jerseys? I wouldn't. I want it to be like a once a week thing, you know, like where it's like, all right, the baby blues are coming out today. Um, I, I just don't think they're perfect jerseys yet. So the hot, that's the why hot I wouldn't. needs the work. The hot, the hot yes. needs some work. And people listen to this. The the jerseys are perfect. That hat has to go. That hat looks like a like a four year old toddler hat. You know, it just looks so weird. Like the dark blue and the baby blue brim. If you like that hat, you got issues. <laughs> I think yeah, the uniform part of it is awesome. I would be fine with making that our thing. But I agree with you. I like having something special. Like say. I don't want this to happen, but we're in the division series. We're down 2-0, and it's time to bring out the baby blues. And then, it's, and then it's 3-2. We win the division series, and we move on. And then it's just we got we to gotta wear the baby blues all the time, right? 100%. 100%. Like, those are the jerseys you bring out if you know it's going to be a big crowd, if you know there's going to be national eyes on the game. And they did it perfect. This weekend, I think they had a pretty good amount of fans at both games. It looked packed. Maybe there's just like the, the uh, my eyes are telling me the, the tape. But yeah, I think the Saturday, Sunday, those jerseys being rocked out and then the pitching performances from Barrios and Gossman, just, it was just as electric as it gets. As a uh, marketing team for the Blue Jays, you cannot be any happier with that uh, performance and then that crowd for sure. 100%. So the next thing I want to talk about is Friday. I don't know if you saw this on TikTok. But uh, a couple literal seven-year-olds stormed the field. Did you see that? <laughs> I saw it on TikTok, yeah. And the craziest part about it is, <laughs> is this one kid goes to touch second base and just gets absolutely <laughs> fucking steamrolled by this, like, 40-year-old security guard. Brian Urlacher, helmet off hit. And then I don't know who was at second. They're looking at the kid like, oh, my fucking God. This I kid think just I, got killed. They put their hands up, whoever. And I was like, why did you have to crush this kid? Right? Like the, the kid he was just standing there, and the security guard absolutely crushed Like, him. what was this kid going to do? Like, what was this kid going to do? He, was, he just touched, dude. And it was the most, like, cute, innocent thing I've ever seen. The kid just runs to second just innocently touches the base to say, I touched the base at the Rogers Center because there's going to be no repercussions. He's not going to get charged. And the no. next thing you know, fucking Khalil <laughs> Mack comes running through the hole and just fucking steamrolls this kid. Do you think he can uh, like sue the guy for that? Like I don't know. assaulting a minor maybe? I honestly don't know. Because that might be the biggest brain move of all time if you was, run onto the field and then get assaulted was, and then you get money it from it. It was a bad visual. Like, And the thing is, you could see in the video, like the other kid that was running in right, he I don't even think he got tackled. And then this kid at second, I guess because he was close to the players, got yeah. fucking steam, like legit steamroll. This hit was crazy. And for the people listening who haven't seen it yet, you can just do a quick search. But I, I couldn't believe it. I, I seriously couldn't believe how hard this kid got hit. So, you know, um, when Hank Aaron hit his 700 and whatever home run, the two guys like kind of run on the field to yeah. congratulate him. This was after the Tyler Heineman hit to score the run. So that's what I thought they were doing. They're going to congratulate the best player on the Blue Jays True. for having a big AB like, hey, Tyler, great hit. We have to go see him. But they went to second instead. So it kind of threw off what I wanted to say. I just want to know how they like how one these kids got to the game and if it was orchestrated by their parents you know what I mean? like 
what possesses a seven-year-old? And obviously you see it all the time in Europe soccer, but what possesses a seven-year-old to run on a fucking baseball field? Like my, I would get the shit kicked out of me if I did that when I was a child. Like it would just be the most embarrassing thing my family would ever have to deal with. So either they're horrible parents because they had to get to the game somehow, right? I don't think yeah. they can, they can drive. Um, but I'm reading this article. The Blue Jays rally fizzles after young fans run on the field. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how uh, this is a Shai Davidi article, too. This is a decently sized Big J journalist here talking about that. I was hoping to get um, if they got charged and know how old they were. No, they're, I, 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 they're kids, I, right? They can't release can't. that information, unfortunately. But yeah, it was. Um, and another thing we got to talk about. This is another crazy visual you sent me <laughs> after Charlie Montoyo. And I'm, I doubt that a lot of our <laughs> listeners know this, but after Charlie Montoyo got ejected from Saturday's game, this man went to some Spanish Latino concert type of thing and was just playing the fucking drums or whatever he does. It was an electric visual. It was an electric visual. Hashtag my manager. It was, I, I saw it. I had to send it to you right away. I just laughed out loud. I can <laughs> believe it. The guy who can't say swear words. So he had to cover his mouth once he got ejected is out there just playing the bongos, just getting after it on a Saturday night. And the caption was no one loves their city more than Charlie Montoyo. I don't know if that's true. I think the guy just loves playing the little drums. It was He's addicted a, yeah, to it. It was a crazy visual. Like, and by the way, Montoyo going back to back games, getting yardoed was, or no, not back to back. Sorry. He got ejected. Series. Sorry. Yeah. Back to back series getting ejected kind of got me going a little bit. Like I was doing like the biting of my lip, like, damn, that's my manager right there. Like he really did that. Like he never used to do that. Now he's getting in fucking umpire's ears because Vladdy's been getting hosed with some calls. So I, I just rewatched the video. I had a chuckle again. He's not even playing the drums. It's some little thing that he's going after. But when talking about Charlie Montoya getting ejected, I was talking to, so we were listening to the game on the radio after I was golfing the first couple innings. They talked about Charlie Montoya. He's like, uh, the, the thing for me was whenever Vladdy, Bo, George Springer, Tioscar are mad, there is so infinitely more value with having them in the game than having Charlie Montoyo's dumb brain managing this team. So no matter what, he should set the record for most ejections on a whole season because he literally does nothing for this team. He's just a Manage puppet. No, that's not even a shot at him though. Like managers no, no, no. in general, yeah, managers exactly. in general don't do anything. So it's like Vladdy was mad, right? And he has the right to be, he's been hosed on so many calls. He's so good. So close calls, they give to the other guys for some reason, kind of bullshit to me, but Every time our players get mad at an umpire, Charlie Montoyo should be in front of them saying that his mother fucking hates him. Like to every ump, there's no reason for Charlie Montoyo to be managing the team if it's at the cost of one of our players getting ejected. 100%. He should be the, he should be the Bobby Cox of the fucking MLB this year. That's what he should be. He, I mean, he was really getting it. And Vladdy, you rarely see like a motion of anger from Vladdy like that. He slammed the living fuck out of that bat. Why did the ump just point at it too? Which I found weird. Like, I thought he ejected either... him. Everyone else did too. Yeah, I rewatched some of the highlights just to kind of catch up on the stuff again. And Vladdy was walking back on the field. I was like, oh, he's not ejected on the broadcast. It's so, yeah, it's whatever. a crazy visual. But I mean, obviously, we'll end it there. I mean, we'll end it at that. Like we'll end the the, the Houston Astros series. But the Jays won another one, six zero and one. 
this year in series, which is a crazy start. I believe that's the best start the Jays have had to a season since 2009, which is very weird because I think in 09 they were like decent, like okay. Um, I think John Gibbons was there and fucking uh, JP Ricciardi was the GM. What a throwback, by the way. But yeah, I mean, it's a gr- great start, but the gauntlet of a schedule continues. I mean, the Yankees are on, I believe, an eight-game win streak or six, something, like, something in those lines. And obviously, they beat, like, the Royals, the Orioles. Like, it's not an impressive resume they've had so far, but six wins in or eight wins in a row is wins in a row. So tomorrow, they have Jordan Montgomery, who, in my opinion, is absolutely dog shit. I think he's terrible. Um, what are you, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, so tomorrow, they got Montgomery. Tuesday, they have a front, or Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, they have front of the show, Jamison Tyone pitching who's actually been kind of decent this year to be honest hasn't really been that bad and then obviously like we said Wednesday there's kind of iffy they don't know who's going to be going Wednesday but um I think game one should be a dub I really do Jordan Montgomery is not good I might give him the edge over it's stripling for us tomorrow right yeah but stripling's been good and he strikes a lot of guys and the Yankees have a high strikeout rate so I think they're just um they're so hot right now where I wouldn't want Stripling as the first guy to go up against them. Yeah. If it was Manoa, I think I'd feel a lot better as a win. I mean, Aaron Judge has seven home runs in his last eight games, right? I can see him just taking a raw Stripling fastball where Jordan Alvarez hit it into the flight God. deck. Oh, my God. And then Vlad Vladi <laughs> home run, by the way. Holy fuck, on Friday. I mean, this guy is just – fuck. It's not – it's going to be – there's going to be a lot of runs scored this week, I think. We've been seeing a lot of little, like, little, like, short ball games where it's not really many runs. I think this week we get we get runs. I, it's going to be two – it's going to be David David versus Goliath this week. That's what it's going to be. Who's David? Who's Goliath? I don't know which one's better. I, I'm, <laughs> the Jays or David. I don't know if David's the better one or I think Goliath. David, David won. He was, like, the uh... – the underdog. Okay, so da- so the Jays are David and the Yankees are Goliath. But either way you look at it, I think we it, take him down. I think Gallo has Gallo been decent lately. I don't even. I have um, hit a home run the other day. I haven't really looked at those okay. numbers. But yeah, Yankees Aaron fans Judge, will chirp him no matter what. Aaron Judge has been legit. Aaron Judge has been scared. I I don't like where this. He's playing. He's going to get more than what he asked. Like what they're what they gave him now. He's buzzing. Yeah. No. He uh, he probably did a smart job by turning down that preseason offer. Um, I hope the Yankees fans run him out of town though, so we don't have to see him in the AL East maybe throw shit at him at some point during the season. Yeah. That'd be sick. Um, but yeah, we had the clip of Jeremy saying the Yankees can't fucking hit. Turns out the Yankees can hit a little bit. Yeah, no, they can definitely hit. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a weird, it's a weird sample size. It really is. But the Red Sox got dog walked by the Orioles this weekend. I mean, that error in extras. And then today they got fucked on. So I, yeah, I don't Maybe the Orioles are decent. I don't think they are, but no, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not that good, but it's um this is going to be a good series i'm actually very fucking fired up for it i do i i'm i think there's going to be a little bit more fans because the border is going to be open like it has been uh lately um as of late sorry and uh i think there's gonna be a lot of yankee fans a lot of jays fans and i i kind of want to go to that game when manoa's pitching because that's going to be a fucking movie yeah that's tuesday right i so we have to go to for my work i got to go to the maple leaf square tomorrow to do some stuff and i we're supposed to watch the game outside. I'm not, I'm as soon as the game starts, I'm going to a bar because I want to watch the Leafs and I want to watch the Blue Jays. I'm not, not going to miss the series. I yeah, can't. This is, a, this is a must watch early. Like, like every game has been playoff baseball. It really has been. And that's yeah. preparing the Jays for obviously not, the it's nine, one, one, nine, one run wins, correct? Which is great. Yeah. Which is bananas. It really is. So 
I'm excited for this series. We'll end it off with one guy that you think is going to like shine this series. And then obviously the best pitcher, like the best pitching performance you see um, going into the series, obviously it's Alec Manoa, but I mean, one guy who's like really going to show up and like be that like X factor that's going to come from, from, come from the clouds. I think uh, Alejandro Kirk kind of figures it out here. He's been, uh, he's been hitting pretty well. Having good at-bats. Having good at-bats. I think he goes yard for the first time in this series. Kind of figures it out. Um, Pitching-wise, I mean, it's got to be Manoa, right? It has to be. I can't. I've been behind Ross Stripling being the guy that I want to anchor this rotation for a series, but not this weekend. I think it's going to be Alec Manoa for right-handed heavy lineup, throwing that slider outside corner, swing and misses. I think it's an easy easy way for him to strike out Yankees. Um yeah, that's all I got. I think uh, Simber again is going to be really good out of the pen. I think they might use him for a close tomorrow if we win. Yeah, and I, I will say this. I mean, I still have that visual in my mind of an August or September of last year of Aaron Judge hitting a baseball 750 feet at, at the Rogers Center. Do you remember that one? Where it was, it was like off almost Robbie off, Ray. Yeah, it was legitimately almost off the Jumbotron. Like that was one of the scariest home runs I've ever seen. Um, I So fancy baseball, I, one of my must-avoid players was Robbie Ray. And so I had to, usually it's, I find highlights to put in the videos of good things. It's hard to find bad things of players on YouTube, but I just looked up Aaron judges home run. And that was the video that ran the whole time. I talked about how Robbie <laughs> Ray was going to be shitty for like two minutes and that it was just unbelievable watching that back. Yeah. It's just, it, it, you just love to see it. But um, anyways, man, I mean, obviously thank you again to the listeners for tuning in. Um, Oh, the Heim interview. We're going to try to get more players on. I, Groshan said he was going to hop on. I don't know what this guy's fucking doing. He's in hey, he raked. He's raked so yeah, far in raking. AAA. He's absolutely raking. So maybe we'll not ruin the mojo. But um, thank you guys for listening. Massive series. Let's get fucking two or three. Let's absolutely make, let's put our fucking foot on their throat. This is a big week for the boys here. We'll hopefully when we catch up with you guys on Friday, um, it's going to be better. And hashtag happy birthday, Johnny. Happy birthday, Johnny. <laughs>